Hey there, faculty and students. Since we're actively engaged in building a three-year medical school pathway concurrent with our new curriculum this week on the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Consortium for Accelerated Medical Pathway Programs. Their annual meeting was held just yesterday, which I was fortunate enough to be able to attend. And this group has been an incredible guide to us even before yesterday's national meeting as we've started to build our own accelerated program, which you've heard referred to as the three-year MD program. So the website for the consortium is referenced in this week's newsletter if you want to read about it more on your own, but I'm going to provide some information here. The Consortium for Accelerated Medical Pathway Programs, or CAMP, is an organization of medical schools, both the United States and in Canada, who've developed three-year or other accelerated curricula that lead to a medical degree. The CAMP Consortium was created in 2015 with a grant that NYU was awarded from the Josiah Macy Foundation. And originally they had eight medical schools involved. That's grown to over 20. And yesterday at the meeting, there was something like 50 medical schools participating in the annual meeting, which suggests that um, even more will be added. So each school's individual goals for having an accelerated program vary, but there's this overarching goal of reducing the nationwide physician shortage and alleviating student debt. Some consortium schools are tied to primary care disciplines and underserved areas, but most are not. So the consortium itself school is um, multi multifold, but they want to study and develop best practices for accelerated degrees. They want to understand the impact by tracking student outcomes. They want to describe what mentoring an accelerated student looks like. We want to continue to have exploration of this concept of medical education across a continuum of undergraduate to graduate. And also, we want to collaborate with licensing and regulatory agencies um, on residency placement in particular. So all these accelerated programs still have to meet federal, national, and state regulatory requirements. Um, And I say state because we're talking about state licensing, which does vary from state to state. But the federal programs we're talking about are the NRMP, the National Residency Matching Program, and the Liaison Committee uh, on Medical Education, or LCME. The other goal of the consortium is to stimulate the discussion about accelerated pathways and essential components of medical education, and then to help schools build their own, just like CAMP has done for UMass so far. Um, so I learned through the consortium that accelerated has accelerations created a bunch of natural experiments at the participating schools where two different curricular models are running side by side at one school. Many of the participating schools make changes to their traditional curriculum based on the experiences of the accelerating students. Along these lines, some schools are using a parallel curriculum of a longitudinal integrated clerkship while the rest of the traditional track students are in block clerkships. Um, And this allows the the accelerated students to follow a panel of patients during their clinical year in most examples. Now, every learner, despite what path they're on, um, has to demonstrate competency uh, to the same degree, whether they're traditional or accelerated. Having two different curricula in the in the clinical years um, can lead to issues with deceleration or reintegration for students who leave an accelerated program. So that's something for us to think about. Test taking is another area of consideration and I'm talking about standardized tests, step exams. So the need to complete step two earlier than we might think of as ideal um, 
is certainly impacted by licensing requirements state to state as well. There's a wide range of when students take both of the STEP exams, but I was listening in particular yesterday about STEP 2 placement, particularly in light of the fact that we think it's going to take on more importance once STEP 1 has become pass-fail. So many schools advocate for taking STEP 2 as early as possible in an accelerated scenario, even before the core clinical rotations are complete. Um, <clears throat> at least one program speaking yesterday talked about taking step two only a month before graduation. And in my mind, that raises questions about students who don't pass or potential, potential licensing complications for their residency programs where they've matched. It's also um, was pointed out to me that having the option of acceleration also allows schools to test their competency-based progression tools, which I thought was a great point. Um, since these accelerated students must demonstrate clinical competency as well, just like their traditional track peers, um, the same instruments are often used. But most programs design additional evaluations and additional competency type check-ins to ensure that their accelerated learners are progressing on track. Um, when I asked specifically about curriculum design yesterday at the annual meeting to the various schools, um, participating schools warned me that if you see one accelerated MD curriculum, you've seen one accelerated MD curriculum, meaning that there's many, many ways this can be done successfully and there's a wide variety of curricular options that are out there. And, and in UMass's journey, this is the branch point that we're, we're at. We're creating our detailed curriculum design and we're trying to consider whether our students will participate in a compressed version of the standard curriculum utilizing vacation and downtime to get ahead, or whether we're going to design a parallel curriculum that's different from the traditional track students. <clears throat> Again, all students are going to have to meet the same learning objectives, and they're going to have to demonstrate competency to an equivalent degree. So we're just starting to be able to get outcomes. And uh, now at some of the older programs, learners or graduates have progressed all the way through residency after completing an accelerated MD um, pathway. Uh, one of the schools was reflecting on hiring their first faculty person that was a product of their own accelerated pathway, which I thought was interesting. So schools are certainly collecting their own data and a lot of um, what I'm going to say to you now comes from the AAMC GQ analysis at the accelerated programs. So graduates from accelerated programs feel as satisfied with their medical education and as prepared for residency. So there's no difference um, for in the consortium's reporting on the GQ survey uh, about preparedness and satisfaction. The second piece is significantly different, and that's lower debt. The students who graduate faster have lower debt than their traditional counterparts. When we look at burnout, rates of burnout, which is a concern if we're pushing all of medical education into three years, do those students burn out faster? And the GQ data does not support that. So equivalent rates of burnout when we compare it to four-year MD graduates. Um, so it's a really exciting time for UMass, and we aren't in this alone. The Consortium for Accelerated Medical Pathway Programs is and has been a huge resource for us now that we've gotten the go-ahead from LCME to start our building in earnest for this program where our students uh, arrive next summer uh, along with the rollout of the new curriculum. If you do want to get more uh, engaged with our three-year MD uh, building, then please talk to myself or Dr. Doss or Dr. Fisher. We'd love to have more people on board. Thanks so much for your attention.